0: Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher.
1: Oh, welcome to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice of all things Moncton Wildcats, presented by Alphas Appliance Solutions. Right now, till February twenty eighth, they got the Kitchen Suite Savings Event. Save one hundred and fifty dollars when you purchase two, three hundred when you purchase any three qualifying Maytag or Whirlpool kitchen appliances. As always, fan I am your host Adam Lund, and I am joined by. Your favorite co-hoster and someone less sweaty than Usher after three songs, Mister Jeremy Boucher. Uh, how are you?
0: Uh, doing doing well, Adam. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, today is a very special day for for some people out there. It is, yeah. Uh, happy Valentine's Day <laughs> to, to you and to all of our uh, all of our oh, listeners. Absolutely happy Valentine's Day to and, you, sir. And uh, for those who do not celebrate, Happy uh, Singles Awareness Day. Yes, as I believe some people uh, like to refer to. Uh, you know what um I actually saw a meme on Monday that was like,
1: "Oh, what are you doing?" and it was um uh, Michael Scott just kind of laughing. Mhm. And it was like, "Oh, what are you doing on Valentine's Day? Going to work. It's a Wednesday, so."
0: <laughs> it's true. It's but, true. But no, it's uh we didn't get a chance to to decorate. No. But that uh that doesn't mean we don't uh we don't celebrate. No, absolutely. And uh you know what uh always nice to be part of this podcast you know <laughs> yeah it's uh it's always a very loving atmosphere when, is, we, when we get together it, they are testing you us. know
1: they are testing our I, I
0: belong with you and you belong with me
1: that is no oh, is that taylor swift
0: <laughs> so speaking of taylor swift you shocked everyone by going with the uh
1: going with the 49ers for said <sighs> football game and i
0: I was the uh, I was the antihero you were uh, to all the all the Swifties out yep. there, which <laughs> I don't know if you saw we got some comments about
1: uh, on our YouTube about uh, Julius oh. Sumpf mm-hmm. picking, not being a Swiftie. yeah oh, what did he have to do? Oh, can't be a cheese fan without being... I'm just like, calm down. this kid has no future. I'm like, hmm. calm down, lady. And then oh, uh, obviously uh,
0: Ryan Hackett. Yeah, right the uh, the one you know can't bet against Mahomes. no yeah, pretty much and uh it's true we can't bet against Mahomes. and you know uh for the uh for the 49ers you know it's gonna be a cruel summer
1: <laughs> that's what we're doing all right cool um yeah thoughts on the Super Bowl uh,
0: yeah, for the two quarters that it uh was actually yeah. somewhat entertaining yeah um I was believe it or not my wife actually stayed up to watch watch a football game Wow, and be, you can probably guess why she stayed up to watch a football game.
1: <laughs> probably the same reason my daughter probably watched a football yeah, game.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it was um, it was nice to see that the uh, what was the thing the um, I forget about it, it was a little, it was like a little girl on on TikTok. She said something about how um, Taylor Swift's boyfriend showed up to play a football game during a Usher concert. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it's pretty much what it was like at uh, my household. No, just just snacked on some food, enjoyed the game, and uh, you know outcome was uh, you know a lot lot more, much more low scoring than I thought it would be. I thought maybe the uh, you know we'd probably have a team hit at least thirty points, but we did we didn't uh, we didn't get that. But uh, you know what, the defenses were were on fire, and defense wins uh, championships.
1: Yeah, I uh, I don't often bet. I'd ask a few of our friends what our betting. But the best place to bet games on and I went, uh, all right, well, I'll go favorite or score 31-26 for the Chiefs, I'll go mm-hmm. 31-24, whatever I picked for the actual score for the 49ers. And about midway through the second quarter, I went, <laughs> those aren't hitting. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty boring football game. It was mm-hmm. almost Rams-Patriots uh, from a few years ago until the second half and kind of midway through the th- quarter. and. I feel bad for the 49ers fans. Um, yeah, like to get all the way. I, I don't. I personally don't know what it's like to lose in a Super Bowl. <laughs> Bucks are two and zero, oh, but um, I can't think of a worse way than nine seconds left in overtime, mm. um, and they go all the way down. Score. I thought. I, I thought the 49ers were going to take it, and that missed field goal come out big because they're able to go down and tie it, and mm-hmm. then obviously um, get it in overtime, but. Who really cares about the game? We're here for the Usher concert. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. Both of us are wrong, so we have to shout out my wife uh, for going with Caught Up, and she picked it, and I sent it to you. Time-stamped Monday at 6 o'clock before mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She went Caught Up. We both got our songs in there, and we saw Alicia Keys. Yeah. We saw some Ludacris, some Little John. I guess uh, just your, your overall thoughts on on the Super Bowl halftime show.
0: I honestly thought it was underwhelming. I was not a fan of it at all. Um, I thought, uh, you know, the ludicrous appearance was was great. I was not expecting that. Uh, I was expecting Justin Bieber because there was a lot of I think a lot of rumors out there that Justin Bieber was was in town. He was at the Super Bowl, but um, you know, did make an appearance at the halftime show, which is kind of a little bit of a little shock. You know, I was, that's, that's one person I was looking forward to seeing and didn't get it. But, um, you know, we got 54 seconds in total of Taylor Swift and (laughs) that, uh, for the whole game, for the whole game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually, I said after the first quarter, I'm like, I don't think we saw her, um, like at all in the first quarter. Really pumped that we got to see a lot of Blake Lively, big Blake Lively fan. Just going to put that out there. But, um. I feel like that's the problem with the halftime show now mm-hmm. is everyone is expecting those big collabs and all these things. And it's like you go back to last year in L.A. and obviously the hip-hop, that was just massive. Yeah, was, That's going to be tough to top. Um, but I think everybody was just thinking, oh, he's going to have this guest or this guest. Mm-hmm. Or this. And it's just like you just got to take it for what it is. They, there's a lot of work that goes into it. They got, uh, I think, 18 minutes or something. He was given the most minutes out of a lot of people. It took eight um eight minutes to set that whole thing up five minutes to take it all down which is pretty crazy in general but um i i gave it a seven and a half mm-hmm. it's just like the football game it started off slow i was kind of like meh this is all this is clearly for the ladies and then um it picked up and little did you <laughs> did you see the lady that fell off the pole no <laughs> If, if you go watch uh when Ludacris <laughs> comes up and you see the girls on the stripper poles, Yeah. If you go watch right when they face him like just near the end, the lady on the left just goes "Whoop!" and she just falls down oh, the wow. pole. And then when they had little John there was uh when everyone was like bouncing. Yeah, yeah, somebody turned, somebody went someone's like "I'm going to need to see how that guy is doing." Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was It was all right. Um, I wanted to ask you on the this or that. I'm sure. I'm assuming you. I did vote on those. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was all over that. Sliders or wings?
0: Oh, wings. Wings. I I went
1: sliders. Why? I I do like wings, but just at a Super Bowl party, I want sliders. No, wings. Uh, What else? Sauce
0: on, hot. Nachos. Pizza. Nachos. Really?
1: I'm a pizza. Matzo sticks. Sausage rolls. No matzo sticks for sure. Yes. We agreed on that one. Donuts or cupcakes? Oh, donuts. Yeah. Donuts, donuts forever. At least we agreed on two, so that's, that's helpful. But, um, yeah, not a, bad, uh, not a bad game. So, unfortunately, now we just got to wait, oh, six months before football. But, hey, we're Do all they, Have they
0: said where the, Super Bowl, where the Super Bowl is next year or is that? Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. Nolens. I've seen some
1: logo colors where it's green and orange. I've seen some where it's red and green. So I've, I haven't seen a definitive color. So we have no idea what two teams are allegedly hmm. going to so be. So it's the, suitable, the Red but... Wings
0: against the Minnesota Wilds. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's exactly, uh, yeah. that's exactly how this goes. As always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, Wildcast Podcast, which was fun. A um, little different adventure. May try that a couple more times um, and then bring people on as we get going. But it was uh, a little fun adventure. So if you join me live, thank you. Appreciate that game wasn't what i thought it was gonna be but hey that's uh that's what you get and of course don't forget to like and subscribe on the youtube click the little bell so you're notified so you don't miss a podcast post game uh we get into the quick question we have two uh we have one voice and we have kind of a theme on the other one from two people that will just audio go but here is the Let's turn this up here is the uh quick question Hey, guys, I'd like to know um, which players have shown, um, either surprising or not, um, the most growth on the ice and in leadership this year.
0: Who's that? she got a hot voice. Yeah, she does. Holy yeah. smokes.
1: I'm going to see if she's available I'm, on Valentine's I'm going to sweat more
0: than Usher was at the <laughs> halftime show. But if we can keep, keep oh. getting questions from that oh, uh, my goodness. lovely, uh, it, my lovely woman. Off. I'm yeah. taking my yeah. shirt off like Usher. Holy smokes. Nobody wants to see that. Yes, um, sir.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'll go first. Um, It's fairly obvious I've been pumping his tires all year. That's number 17. That's Miles Mueller. Mm -hmm. Um, He has taken – I was hoping for him to take a step last year. Um, He's taken a massive step this year. So sad we're losing him Um, into next year again. He was one of the players that we weren't quite sure if he was going to – be a 20 and mm-hmm. coming into the season he played himself into 20 um you saw it when he left for the world juniors both last year and a little bit and this year um a glue guy in that locker room he's i think he's I'm just trying to go to his points i think he's eclipsed his goals from last year and the year before um total uh but yeah you saw him that mcl line they just kind of they didn't look lost without him but you could definitely see there's a there's a, a real connection there uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he actually eclipsed his goals, his career goals. He had uh seventeen in two years. He's got nineteen right now. Um so for me it's it's Miles Mueller. I think he's done it sucks for us that he's leaving for Switzerland, mm-hmm. but we're we're happy for him that he signed this pro contract.
0: Yeah, no for sure. Like uh if you look at you know, what is what is loss uh next season, you know, it's it's it'll be like a blank space, you know, in, in that uh in that top six and um so you've, you've got to be able to go out there and, and, and you know fill the void. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I'm going a little younger. I'm going with Caleb Denoyer um, just because, you know, you, you can tell, you know, this guy, he's got style, right? And yeah. uh, he, what they did the video with the mic'd up, you know, he's vocal. God,
1: that was good. Yeah, he's Keep vocal. Keep doing
0: that. He's vocal. You can tell he's going to be a leader. Uh, he you can tell he's a future captain of this team, yeah. and despite him only being sixteen years old, the record speaks for itself when he's in the lineup. Uh, I think he's he's a difference maker. He makes the team better, and he makes the players around him better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, you know, I've seen so much from him that um, in you know this the six months, as as a wildcat that I've that I as a leader that I saw from a, a number eleven, you know, a few years ago in yeah. Jacob Palce, it's um, he's not as you know didn't why not be, might not be as as energetic and and personality wise personality wise as opposed to Jacob yeah. ten like Jacob was you know yeah 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 <laughs> you know you know yeah. at like sixteen years old you can tell that you know. Dinaway is not that, but he's going to be that yeah you know he's going to be that player that that's um you know if there's a player that you one thing I've noticed is you know especially at home games the opposition team is always up on the bench banging their sticks on the boards um for the opening face off and the wildcats are just you know sitting down on the bench you know and but what I've noticed is Dinaway is always one of the ones on his feet you know banging and I think for me it's uh, what I've seen for him since August and september It's it's his leadership is is through the roof 100 percent a couple audio
1: or not audio questions, but a couple that were written in um, and I'm going to go with the two that went with a theme um, Ken J., 14 on Instagram thoughts on Moran finding his game uh, and being the dominant defenseman that we you kind mean
0: kicker huh <laughs> that we kind of expected this year, yeah. Super Bowl weekend. I think he was going for a field goal on that one. <laughs> yeah, there.
1: yeah. And uh, Ryan asked, "Why do you guys think Moran is not playing up to his potential uh, this season?" And
0: yeah, so it's kind of uh, two questions about the same player, but Pretty polar much. opposites. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess. Um, I mean, with Moran, he's he had model over the summer. So you never know, you, you, you got to wonder if that's, I think it was last summer? I think so, yeah. You know, maybe that's still lingering. Um, but at the same time, it's, I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, where last year he was with Anthony Hamel. Yeah. So he could literally be the offensive defenseman, and you would have Hamel as a backup, um, as that defensive defenseman. But he's been playing with Plandowski recently, has he not? So. Yeah. Um, and I think I've kind of noticed a different uh, trajectory when it comes to his offensive game recently. Um, with Plandowski, I think he's kind of starting to realize, okay, well, you know, Plandowski's got that ability to skate back if, if need be, mm-hmm. and uh, so I don't see anything wrong with with how he's playing. I think, if anything. I think Moran's trying to focus more on his defensive side of the game, yeah, and that's taking away from his offensive, uh, from his offensive game. But I also think he's maybe trying to do a little too much defensively, which is then resulting in you know the odd turnover here and there. So it's um, if if he's working on his defensive side of the game because that's what the Calgary Flames told him to do, great. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're here to be an offensive offense defenseman you're not here to be a defensive defenseman yes work on your two way on being a two-way defenseman but don't overdo it
1: yeah and you look at his um offensive stats for the month of january and i mean two goals 10 assists like he, Mm -hmm. he, he found his offensive game i think you're i think you're bang on um in terms of he doesn't have that defensive defenseman uh, like he had with Hamel last year. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't mind seeing a pair with Moran and Bhutan
0: Wasn't that – was, that was the beginning of the season, was it not? Uh, I think so. Because it was Forte – No, Jean- no, he, played a lot with Zielinski to start with. Or maybe he played with Bhutan
1: But I'd like to see that come back because Boutin, while has the, has the offensive side – He's much more of a defensive defenseman more than Plundelski. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to see that pairing just to see if it maybe helps Moran. And again, he's had he had 12 points in the month of January. Um, he hasn't had any points in this past three games, but I think that that is the thing. Like he came in with so much offensive expectations. And even I put that on him that he was going to be the top scorer on the team was one of my hot takes this, this season. And I, I think it's a, part the Calgary flames want to see the mm-hmm. defensive side of him, Um, being another year in the league last year, he got away a lot with that fake shot backup move. Yep. And I think a lot of people are kind of closing the gap on him and nodding, allowing him to make that, uh, to make that move with, at the blue line. So, um, I think that's part and parcel with it. Maybe a new D partner. Um, not that there's any problem with Plandowski, but I think if you can put Moran and, and, uh, Bhutan together, Plandowski and Zelinski um,
0: See how that works for a couple games.
1: Because I mean, eight losses in ten games. Might as well try something new. Well, but.
0: I guess I came into the season, you know, expecting him to uh, become the franchise leader in points by defenseman. Right. Yeah. Um, in only three seasons, based on, I guess you can say his focus more on the defensive side of the game. It's not going to happen this year. Will it happen? Yeah, for sure. It's going to happen um but it's going to take a heck of a final 15 16 yeah. 17 18 games to break that record um it's it's going to be his next season you know for sure barring injury god hope let's hope not <laughs> yeah. um but i i think he's last time i checked he was 30 points behind the record for most points by a Wildcats defenseman in franchise history. So like I said, he's going to get it. Uh, it just, um, it won't be this year.
1: Well, I mean, there's what 17
0: games left, two points a game. Yeah.
1: It's not crazy, but <laughs> it's let, him, let crazy, him wheel. But, yeah. Let him cook. Yeah. Let him cook Daniel. Yeah, let him, <laughs> let him go. Let him, let him go. And, uh, but again, we, everyone, and we did this with Philly too. We gave so much expectation at the start of the year. Um, I think a lot of people kind of expected that, and it's been a bit of a bit of a different year for him, and I'm sure he's frustrated as well. And there's a little bit of pressure when you get drafted and you be, you get signed and you become, you know, you're getting info from them as well as there was with Forte Johnron mm-hmm. coming into this year, knowing it was your draft year, and he's been he's had a little bit of a tough uh, a tough go this year. So, uh, but again, thanks to that sexy voice for your question earlier on, and then thanks to Ken and Ryan. Uh, for submitting those questions as well. If you guys don't know that voice was my wife. Alright, let's get to oh, the news shit, and- really? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh
0: shit, really? Oh. Damn.
1: <laughs> you just made it. I just didn't want any other female listeners to be like, oh I'm not calling in and having them say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Alright, let's get some news and notes from around the queue.
0: News and notes from around the queue.
1: We have a coaching change in the Western Conference. Oh, uh, Ren oh. uh, What are they? Second, fourth overall in the league. Uh, not playing up to par. Uh, they were five and five. Um, have let go of Martin Dagenet. You got right? it. Yeah. 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 Practice. Martin. All day. Martin. And uh, they were. Brought in Steve Hartley, who was the coach of Drummondville. A lot for easier. Past- name <laughs> for yeah, a lot for easier. Name. To get, yeah. um, again, he wasn't getting the best out of a stacked roster since the deadline. His vision didn't quite align with the GM. I know I sent something to you about his comments. He didn't want somebody traded, or he wasn't happy with the trades that yeah, were.
0: Yeah, so there was. Um, I read some words where Olivier, I think it was Olivier Dubois yeah. was traded from Bren Aranda to Sherbrooke, um, and he didn't want. This kid to be traded, like he wanted him to stick to stick around, must have been a fan of him. And I just basically had some choice words to say to the GM about uh, about that decision. And you know when you start saying stuff like that about your GM, it's yep. you know you're kind of on a short string.
1: Yep. And then you lose
0: five out of ten games, your yep. string gets a little bit
1: shorter, and oh, Car- Ren- that's karma. Yeah. yeah you know, it's, Ren uh, responded with an eleven nothing victory over Bathurst. Oh. Um QMJHL has announced overhead cameras into the league. Bacomo was the first uh last Wednesday uh, against the Wildcats. Hopefully they're hoping to add more. Uh, my other hope on this is we see this angle as fans. And I don't need to see it per se every replay on an offside when they when they're just um when there's a discrepancy, but do like the NHL does where we see some angles. We're kinda not sure the ref or the linesman is able to see his own angle. And then we get to see the overhead angle, and they showed a couple different uh, scenarios. But it's kind of cool. I, I did chuck a little bit that Baycomo was the first in one of the older rinks in the league, as opposed to like the Avenir Center, the Slush Puppy Center, like some of these bigger arenas. But um, it's it's cool, and I like that because it kind of holds the officials accountable.
0: I think it was uh, you're right. Baycomo was a interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also feel it was because it was what had happened in overtime of what last year. in overtime? I just don't know. I just don't know what happened in overtime. Uh, interesting game to select to yeah. have those cameras going for the first time. You would have thought it was in a newer building, but that's, apparently not. That's I thought they were like rolling them all out at the same time. And then I was like,
1: we're going to do it more. I'm like, what? That was the first one? Um Kind of in your wheelhouse, Ty and Lawrence. Yes. Uh, projected yep. top five pick has mm-hmm. signed a tender to play with the Muscogan Lumberjacks of the USHL. So does this mean he's off team's draft boards in general or he's just maybe off that first round because, you know, you may not get him? And how real is this for Muscogan on their side of signing this kid to a tender yeah. knowing they could possibly lose him to the QMJJL?
0: It's ballsy. Um, I'll put it that way because when you when you sign a player to a to a tender, you not only do you give up a, your first round pick, you also give up your second round pick. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're uh, they're basically giving up their first two picks of the phase one draft, which I believe is in uh, in April, uh, by signing uh, Tynan Lawrence. And I mean, top five is easy. Some people are saying top three. Some are playing saying the top. Prospect. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it is a huge blow um to the queue uh to the Sea Dogs because of course it's uh, Josh Lawrence's younger brother. Uh and I think uh the Sea Dogs probably had their eyes set on him with the uh probable lottery pick that they're going to have. Uh so do I still think the Sea Dogs will take him? Of course they will. You know, <laughs> of course they, they do. Will. Um, or some team maybe is, is smart and tries to get him before St. John does. Yeah. It's because um, Halifax might have a chance, depending on how much they sell off yeah. at the uh, at the trade period and after the draft i should say excuse me um so you know i'm sure he wants to go to a team that he's familiar with and that would be st john and halifax cuz that's where his brother played but uh, it's hey, a and uh, eagles legend uh, josh lawrence There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: there you go. Mm-hmm. so if you put your your gm hat on yep. and you're in you're in those meetings and you see that signed yep does he fall off your first round you have a top 10 pick so if, like 6 to 10. Does he fall off that first round and you see if he's maybe there in the second or is he just kind of off your board, don't want to risk that that pick.
0: If you're a team who's going to end up with potentially two top 5 picks, I would gamble on him as my second top 10. Right. Um, you now I kind of put together something here are
1: you mock drafting already
0: oh no just teams <laughs> this was just the draft order that i put together yeah. as of january 13th so a month ago yeah and based on the standings at that point st john had two picks in the top seven um but their top pick would have been gatineau's but i think gatineau's kind of
1: gatineau's now 15th in the league yeah they've made a
0: move so outdoor right.
1: St. John, Quebec, Gatineau, Charlottetown in your top 5.
0: Yeah. So they're you're going to have St. John in that top 5 uh, and potentially twice. You said they're where? Gatineau's where? Gatineau's uh 15th overall. So, so that's 14th. going to be a lottery pick and yep. Blainville? Blainville's 12th. So there. So they they're a little bit up. A little so bit up. Yes, again, they're still going to have two picks in the top 5. Uh, top ten, top, so top ten, top Saint seven. John, you're not looking top five.
1: You're maybe looking yeah. in that six to ten range. Uh,
0: but it's 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 pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if anything, he'll play one season with Muskegon and then look at the queue. Um, so Josh did. Yeah, because Josh Josh was he didn't actually sign a tender. Did he? No, he was actually committed to Boston College. Right. Okay. One of those it's either BU or BC, I can't remember which one it was, but um and then signed with the Sea Dogs. So um there's a precedent. Yeah. There's I, I think we will see him in the queue. Uh I I wouldn't if he plays one year in the USHL, uh that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Uh and then we see him in the queue as like a 17-year-old. It just he's he's destined to play in this league. Yeah.
1: Uh, As we said a little bit earlier, Etienne Moran was suspended one game for his kicking major on Sunday. Um, He will miss tonight's game against the Eagles. Uh, Scholastic Players of the Month. Uh, Funny enough, Etienne Moran was named the Wildcats representative for that. Marcus Kearsey was named the QMJHL Player of the Month for the Scholastic. Uh, Players of the Week. Charles Boutin of Gatineau. Three games, three goals, three assists. Sam Oliver from Drummondville. Three games, six goals, two assists. Nikita Prashipov. Victoriaville: two games, five two goals, five assists in three games. Uh, Vaslov Komarov, three goals, one three games, one goal, five assists. It's only been three years since I've been doing this, and I still don't read it right all the time. Pierre Olivier Wall of Victoriaville: three games, two goals, one assist. That was a big week for Victoriaville. Uh, Nathan Darvo, two and zero, point nine eight one save percentage and .5 goals against average. And for the second week in a row, if you play Moncton, you are the player of the week. Sam Oliver, um, four goals in the game against Moncton. um, Six goals overall, two assists in those three games. Yeah, wasn't great. And now, speaking of not great, the Weekly Rewind.
0: (laughs) Weekly Rewind.
1: Well, you know by now they go 0-3 on the weekend, bringing the record to 28-16, 3-3 for 62 points on the season. Good enough to hang on the third in the conference and second in the Maritime Division. We are not going game by game because we don't want to. Um, but we're going to look at the road trip as a whole. Yes, they lost all three games. Um, 6-3 to Como 5-2 to Shikudami, 8-6 to Drummondville. Um the biggest positive out of it. So did Kate Breton. They lost their three games on the Quebec yeah. trip, so we didn't lose any ground. Um, but we we need to find some positives in these games because we can dwell on the negative. And there's a lot of negative out there right now with a couple people, a couple people behind that stand behind hockey players. Um, but there had to be some positives on this road trip. The first one I will go with uh, was Keegan Warren against Mm -hmm. Bay Como. Um, A bit of a surprise start. Not in terms of he hasn't earned it, um, but they had Steinman out at one point and then Keegan Warren was playing. So I don't know if Steinman, there is something going around. where you know, um, a bit of a flu bug, as you will. So I don't know if Steinman was feeling fine and then just wasn't as we got closer to the game. But um, Keegan Warren stepped in. I thought he played well. Considering um, that kind of team you're facing, uh, 31 saves on 37 shots, um, I
0: thought his I thought his game was good. That's one of my positives. What do you got? Oh, will yeah. you, you want to talk positives, man? Man, I was I, tried to. I, I was getting ready to uh, rip, rip some here, and um, you have to drop these positives on me. I was all fired up to start. Well, uh,
1: maybe a negative and then a positive. Going Whatever here, it's go like live. oh fuck!
0: Look at what you made me do. Um, <laughs> It's uh, a positive.
1: Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Well,
0: there's. Yeah. I got one. Uh, Yeah, he got one. Yeah. Uh, I do want to address the Sean Carrier thing. Yeah. Where I guess late in the game against Trumanville, he proved what he can do when he's on the ice. And. Unfortunately, you know, as a as a young player, he likes to score goals and when he scores goals, he likes to celebrate. And I feel bad for the kid because he knew the game was pretty much out of hand and didn't get a chance to celebrate. Yeah. I think he his when he scored that first goal, he I think he's st- st- had a celebration in mind, but then he realized oh shit, like the game's <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. You know, like what? I can't make myself look like a, a fool here and and, you know, do a big Sally with, you know, twenty seconds left or whatever. And in the second goal, you know, with ten seconds left, you he just he's like, Oh hey man, good job. Yeah. Good yeah, job. Exactly. Good yeah. job. Yeah, good job. Um you just left me hanging.
1: Sorry bro. I I'm watching the goal. I was <laughs> oh, trying
0: sorry. to see the celebration you're talking about. Uh, I, I he proved what he can do when he gets the ice time he yeah, deserves. He totally looked like he was going to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, hundred percent. And I, I'm, start, I have to vouch for him to start playing more, to get the opportunities to play with more offensive players, and I hope the coaching staff sees it as well. Uh, he's. Didn't we have this exact same conversation about somebody last year that's now on the top line? Did we?
1: I'm well, pretty yeah. sure we
0: did. <laughs> Right, there's. Um, I, is the I know there's point? there's a few there's a few people out there that share the same opinion, um, you know that they think this kid deserves more ice time and should be on the ice more and playing with better players. Yep. And uh, I think you made a case to to earn it. What's going to happen? I don't think it will. No, because your top six is pretty much filled out, and anytime there's a opening on the. Top six, some other player happens to get the spot instead of so him, and it's kind of and, irritating.
1: And not even, like, a left winger moves into the right. They just move him up. Like, a left winger can play a right wing. Like, you can move him back and forth, and that's probably the most frustrating part is you see the sprinkled in positive that he brings and the talent and whatever. Yep. Even having a couple, couple um, shifts with Lochingen did we? Things mm-hmm. were happening, mm-hmm. and it's just, yeah,
0: you're you're bang on. Anyway, but well, that's that. I should bring it up because it's yes. When he was on the ice with Loising and Denoyer in that game against Bathurst, did yes, there was chances. a little bit of bad blood uh, that happens. Um, but uh, who cares? Yeah, you know, it, it, I, I might take a little heat for saying this, but. At this point, those are... With the exception of Mueller and a couple other guys, uh, loshing Carrier, and Dinoyer seem to be the only forwards who actually give a shit right now. Yeah. Um, and I think you have to reward the players who are showing that they want to win and that they they want to be there. Mm. It's to the point where God forbid, I never thought I'd bring up his name, but Darren Rumble. (laughs) Okay. Uh Uh-oh. I was a huge critic of Darren Rumble. But one thing he did, and albeit he did it, he he said he was going to do it, but only did it for a couple of games. He held players accountable for their play. And if you didn't play how Darren Rumble wanted you to play one game, you were either down in the lineup or you were in the stands. Right. And I think you've – because what you and I have been talking about for a couple of weeks now yeah. that I think a lot of people want to see done yeah. is probably not going to happen if it hasn't been done already. No, no. And, and if Brent de Bourne says it's not the, 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 the staff's fault, it's the player's fault, then he start holding no the players accountable. He says it's no one's fault. He says it's no it, one's fault. It's somebody's fault. Yeah. There's, there's, there's something going on where, you know – um uh this is a perfect opportunity. Give me one second here. Um, uh take me back to December. Um when um you know when everything was 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 fire. Yeah, right? Everything was was clicking, everything was perfect, we had no complaints, we were this close to, to Halifax, and now it's like we probably wouldn't even catch them. No god no. So something happened from the christmas break to now which is the same thing that happened last year yeah the same kind of second half collapse that we saw last year and so if it's the responsibility is not going to be on the coaching staff then it's going to be on the players right so if that's the case start having the players hold the players accountable the players need to be responsible for their actions off the on the ice and if you're going to be the wildcat of the week by the team but yet you're also turning the puck over two or three times in the same game resulting in a goal you need to be held accountable for that how can you still how can you not be Going to a bottom pair or sitting a game because we have Ryan Hackett who's fully capable of playing. Yeah. Who has junior A experience? He's not some, you know, sixteen year old that's sitting in the stands eating popcorn. He has three years of junior A experience. And every time he's been on the ice, I'm not noticing him. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, there's been a couple of hiccups, but that happens. But when you're one defenseman, two defensemen, you're making the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again. It's either on you, or it's on the coaching staff, and the coaching staff's not going to fix it. Because if the coaching fac- staff was going to fix it, it wouldn't be happening. Yeah. So you need to maybe start looking at the like the players holding them to accountable. Sit them out for a game. Have them watch the game from the stands. People who actually, you'll look at NHLers, and some NHLers will say that they learned a lot from being a, a, a scratch and watching a game from the stands. And I think it's time to, for the same thing. I don't care. You know, at this point, we're probably not going to catch Halifax, but the main the main thing is to stay above Cape Breton, mm-hmm. and for God's sake, stay above Rimouski. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. We cannot lose um, home ice. So the team was 21-7 and 7, December 28th. Yeah. They're 28 and 16 right now. Um,
0: what did Dave Ignite say? Winning percentage was like one,
1: 120? 140, 130, something, something like that.
0: Like, yeah. that. like, where does that rank of all the 18 teams right now? That's 18. Gonna
1: be It's got to be. But we've, like, we've seen this, and people that listen to the show, we've seen this year after year yeah. in the coach's tenure. He doesn't hold them accountable. And sometimes you don't have the players. That's fine but you got two extra forwards you got an extra defenseman and so when a guy does something well we've we've seen it where guys don't play well they take a bad penalty or they have a turnover and one guy's out of the lineup due to injury or sickness with what's been kind of going around and the other guy gets out the guy that makes the mistake or has the bad penalty or whatever ends up in the in the top six or mm-hmm. in moving up as yeah. opposed to the guy that is doing what he can
0: yep to get on the ice exactly and exactly it's it's, just... it's and that's what I don't understand is how there are players out there that are making you know little mistakes, and little mistakes are fixable, right those are coachable mistakes, but when you're making glaring errors and horrendous turnovers night in and night out. It's time for you to take a break. You need to calm down. Yeah. And And if you've got kind of a sh-
1: like it doesn't even have to be the guy in the in the stands.
0: Mhm. Like,
1: put him in the middle of the bench. Yeah. Dividing the forwards. See, I don't like bench.
0: that. I don't I don't like Sit him
1: in the third period just to watch.
0: I don't like players riding pine. I that's that's wow. one thing I I've never been a fan of is if you're going to glue a guy to the bench, I think that's worse than being a scratch.
1: I know, but we've seen that. With the team, he he'll limit ice time for certain players in the third period because they made an error in the second. It's like he—I don't know if that's what his holding them accountable in the game is, as opposed to putting them up in in the stands. Mm-hmm. But you you have the ability to try and at some point hold them accountable, and you you can't you can't just change the lineup every couple games when it's not working. I said it three weeks ago when this started. If he isn't doing it, if it didn't happen last year of 9 of 10 and we're this flipping close to 9 of 10, it ain't happening this year. Uh, And it's something that fans are just going to have to get used to that it's probably not going to happen this year. Mm -hmm. You see Rurenda Randa, 5 and 5, and they let the guy go. Now, he made comments about the trades that were made. Mm -hmm. Third overall in the league. Dan wouldn't do that, but... gone. You see that, and as a Wildcat fan, you're like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Like that team moved on, and we're it's the same mistakes. It's D zone. It's starting on time. It's can't get a lead. It's giving up a few goals. They're you know they're two and four, one and I don't know, one and sixteen mm-hmm. or something like that. When trailing after this team can't come back. It's like, oh, we're down. We shut down. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't, there's no in game adjustments. And there no, hasn't been in game adjustments. No and, there's no preparation. There's no in game
0: adjustment. And if they've got a game tonight
1: nothing. against Cape Breton, who thank God lost some games because had they won on the road trip, this would be a battle for second place. They can't lose. Like, they, you just, you can't lose this game. You 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 can't. It's just impossible to lose this one. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you, you come home after that trip and you've got Gatineau. Halifax, Halifax, back-to-back, yep. that will pretty much not put a nail in the season, but that will be very tough to come by because Cape, or uh, Ramuski is at 59 and Cape Breton's at 56. So you lose a couple of those hockey games. It's just something, and I said it on a few of the lives, and I've said it here a couple times, something has to give, and I tried to be positive. I really did. Mm-hmm. I, I really tried to be positive about that road trip, but... That, that game against Shakutami was just to be on TikTok live. Thankfully, not a lot of our fans were there. Like I wasn't on Instagram. That was full of them. Um, there was a few here and there, but that was so tough to be positive and upbeat and, and this and that. I mean, I give them credit. They were leading, I think against Baycomo or they tied Baycomo. They were, leading against Drummondville. I'm not we're not, I'm not deny we're not denying the effort. There's effort like you're saying, and there's parts of the games that are good. It's just they can't put the full yep. game together. They there's can't the, start don't... on time. They play great in the middle or they can't start for the first half and then they just kind of like explode. I'm at I'm at the point where when I watch a game and we get down like one one nothing
0: early on, I'm like, eh, we'll come back. Yeah, just, but that's, that's, they just that's, haven't that's,
1: started yet, and that's not what I want to do. That's not our issue. No,
0: like I thought, our compete in some of these games was really good.
1: Yeah,
0: I think we could have. I think we could have beat Baycomo. I think we could have beaten Drummondville. and for God's sakes, we should have beaten Shakudami.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's why I picked that one.
0: So it's 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 a matter of it's the. The mo, the lady mo, you know, it's 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 the momentum and being able to control the momentum, and when you give up, um, you know, bad goal, it, it seems like now that they when they give up a bad goal, or if there's a goal that's given up that shouldn't be given up, it just sinks them. Drummondville is the perfect example. Yeah, and it's. That didn't happen in the first half. In the, in the first half they were if they have a bad goal, they're out there next shift. Yeah. Probably tying up the game. Yeah. Or getting that next one.
1: Yeah. Drummondville they were up four to 2 Mm-hmm. Four to four to three. And Woodworth scored at thirteen oh eight. Oliver at thirteen thirty six. So two goals in 30, 40 seconds. Yeah. Just six. And something. then eighteen oh two, eighteen thirty four, eighteen
0: forty five.
1: Like that Drummondville game? Two empty net goal. I've never seen a team get scored on empty net so many times.
0: Well, that like, it's Steimann and Mercer gave up the same amount of goals that game. <laughs> you still lose. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's 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 those are the you things. Score that, six
1: on Dawson Mercer, you should come away with the victory. Yeah. And we
0: we Riley we, Mercer, we,
1: Riley Mercer. That's okay. When he says they gave up the same amount of goals, we're not putting this on Steinman and or mm-hmm. and or Warren.
0: Albeit there were a couple of goals that Steinman should have had, right? But like that one where they. Um, Through the arm Yeah Yeah That one he should have had.
1: But Deep when one. you're facing 45 shots a night And 30 of them are from Dangerous opportunities Those are Those are bound to happen yeah Because there's no def- There's no defense There's no defensive zone coverage mm. There's not And Again Maybe you gotta shake up The D lines Where you put more You put all your horses in Moran And Bhutan And AFG and Plandowski Or Zelinsky and Plandowski In the second unit And AFG and hack it or whatever you've got to move them around try something you've tried forward pairs but the defense pairs have always stuck together and this team went from contenders to pretenders just like that and jeez why do you have to be so mean <laughs> well look at like i do you feel confident in round 1 series the way they're going right now it depends on who you play i mean on the big I'm ice not, against I'm not Shikudumi. giving up, not giving not up giving on the team. On I'm just saying, look, it, we it's... said third round was kind of the expectation. Do you feel this team can get out of round one? Because you got Shikutami on the big against ice against Shikutami, yes. Two. That's two three two. Shikutami has to steal one game here
0: against Shikutami, yes. It's Bathurst. It comes back to what I said last week. If you can't find a way to control one line, and then Go check for check against their second, third, and fourth line. Yeah. You don't deserve to win a series against Bathurst.
1: Especially at home when you can put your top line out against their third and fourth line. Yeah. Which will happen more in the playoffs than it does the regular season. But it was that was a theme in Bay Como. That number one line of Gil,
0: mm-hmm. Poirier, that and Doucette. That was it. That crushed that us. That was it. Sam it's, Oliver, Woodworth. That was it. That crushed us. Like, it's one. It's That's what I don't like. It's, it's the containing of one line. And that seems to be the what what hurts them every game. It's it's it it's just it they can't control that one that one dominating line. <coughs> and the one in Baycomo, hell, they're three of probably the top
1: six players in the league, five players. Six, in
0: the ten, yeah, ten players in the league. Yeah. You know, I understand that part. But for God's sakes, if you can't control Okay, I understand he's six foot six. <laughs> but Milo Rollins and Bobby Orr, and I can't think of who plays the right wing on that line. Alexander Lallier, I think his name is. I
1: think so, yeah. Or St. Ange, one of the two. Yeah.
0: Come on. Like, you don't deserve to, to be in the second round if you can't control Bathurst. Yeah. And that's.
1: And I, I'm not answer, asking that question because I'm giving up on them. I just. The way they're playing right now. From the expectation we had about a month ago, it worries me. And you're right. Depending who we play, Ramuski, Cape Breton, Shakudami, Bathurst—one of those teams—it's—it's going to be a ride. It's going to be a ride to uh, to end of the season. And you know what? We could come out here in three weeks and we've won eight of ten, and everything's glorious, and we're on our way to the finals. That's how this season goes. It'll be just like last year. Yeah, the
0: roller coaster.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Uh, are you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? We're not going to preview the games.
1: No, oh, we can.
0: I guess. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> get me the hell out of here.
1: Uh, yeah, no, we kind of did. Lost eight to ten. Eagles game is massive. Three to four uh, at home. Family day weekend against Halifax. Talk about containing. Well, not even one line. That's that's a unit. That'll be that'll be the one they come up again. Like that they get up for is that one where they've had some success on the road in Halifax.
0: Yeah. But the way they're going right now, it's... We'll see. We will see,
1: yeah. All right.
0: Favorite part of the show. Eric Murray, realtor, buyer house from him. Stick tap of the week. Okay. So this Sunday, obviously, this weekend is a long weekend. Yes. And uh, this Sunday... Avenir Center, from 9 to 12, there is an event called Skate for Tate. Oh, that music seemed to hit perfectly. Um, Yeah, so uh, I know I kind of brought it up on on the show there uh, last month. This will be a a skate in honor of Tate Hughes, uh, the five-year-old boy who we lost, uh, unfortunately, a month or two ago. Um, it's at the Avenue Center on, su- on Sunday from 9 a.m. to noon. Uh, it's uh, a donation event. Uh, they'll be taking donations at the door. Uh, proceeds will be going to Open Ice for Kids, uh, which basically gives uh, unfortunate you know, kids an opportunity to experience hockey. Uh, there'll be a silent auction, 50-50 draw, uh, T-shirts, Snacks, hot chocolate, and of course, a special guest, Wild Willard, will be there. (laughs) Wild Willard. (laughs) Which, if the Wildcats don't start uh, playing any more Wild, his name will just be Willard. (laughs) Um, So it's, uh, you know, it's being put on uh, by a bunch of sponsors around town. And uh, of course, it's at the Avenir Center. Don't forget your helmets because you'll need to wear your helmets. And yeah, it's just a way to uh yeah, it's kids who you know can't afford to play uh, hockey will be able to potentially play hockey with all the donations and money raised uh, from uh, from this event. so that's this Sunday at the Avenir Center uh, from nine until 12. Donations only.
1: The stick tap of the week sponsored by Eric Murray real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. That brings us to the Wildcat of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. Right now, when you book a pedicure, regular, or shellac, you get a free manicure as well. Don't forget, they've got the loyalty card when you book nine spa services. You get one free. Take advantage of this by calling 506-830-1224 or book with them in person at 1224 Mountain Road. Want we'll to go with a defenseman? Not the defenseman the Wildcats picked. We'll oh, another how defenseman. Would you not? Uh, I know uh, he had three <laughs> points on the trip um, as well. He's kind of stepped. He stepped up for the power play when Moran was given the uh, the kicking major, um, and he started to emerge as a power play quarterback. Which a lot of people said he would be the number two power play quarterback. He started to emerge there, um, and sometimes on that power play, one win called upon. So your Wildcats Wildcat of the week is number twenty one, Nathan Grenier. That'll do it for the show this week. Uh, Again, it is Family Day weekend. um, So the Wildcats are at home Friday and Monday for Family Day. Hopefully with some W's in their pockets out of Cape Breton again. They got that game tonight. Um, So one of the giveaways that we're doing before we get out of here, I just remembered. um, We are giving uh, a night out on the Wildcats podcast. Uh, So... Starting this tonight for two weeks, uh, we're going to do a like and share post. Can't out. even
0: afford to take my own wife out.
1: <laughs> now, what you can win, uh, you'll win two tickets to the game again uh, February 29th against Bay Como, as well as a $50 food voucher from our friends at Kelsey's. So you oh. like, share the post, you got to follow us, you got to follow them. Dobson's um, all over this one. Yeah. He needs chicken fingers. Yeah. And uh, you'll win two tickets to the game against Bay Como, as well as a $50 food voucher. We're going to have one more in the month of March. Uh, I haven't decided which game to go on. But again, big thanks to Kelsey's for jumping on that. So if you're listening to this in the morning and you don't have plans, they also have a two can dine for $55 on Valentine's Day to take your sweet lady out. Enjoy Valentine's Day, sir. Sweet lady? Yeah. Hey. Take your sweet
0: significant other out. Thank you. For a wonderful (laughs) dinner. Your partner, do, your partner. Your partner. Your partner.
1: Absolutely. You enjoy Valentine's Day, sir.
0: You too. I love you. I love you too. Aw. Oh. <laughs> See you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast. <laughs>